Hello dear viewers, welcome to episode 40 of the Calm Mind Podcast. My name is Birdkeeper Toby and as always I'm joined by the lovely True Green 7. I want to say a thank you for your time and patience here listening to this show, especially if you're a member here on YouTube if you're listening to this live, or you might be listening to this on demand on Google Podcasts, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're going to be talking about all things Pokemon, but we're also going to be going deep into your mind. That's how we do it, right? We have a very structured episode today for you guys. All three segments have been curated uh, by personally by your, yours truly. Uh, we have uh, one segment about the culinary masterpieces that we have encountered throughout our lives. Then we will randomly generate a pocket monster. Hopefully it will be a Pokemon that is complementary to the thumbnail. We will find out. Then we will talk about the characters, the visages that we have uh, witnessed throughout our time experiencing media through our corneas wait cornea that's, which no, part of the correct. eye is the cornea that's, yeah, that's correct going, okay Ronald. um and then dabbled throughout like a light sauce on top of uh, a risotto <laughs> <laughs> we will <laughs> you don't put sauce on risotto we will probably talk about the the, the dlc stuff we'll also talk about dlc yeah <laughs> that's good i'm saying i ruined that i ruined i was like i was like and that's the bit done and you were like no toby I've got you, brother, and you just committed to the bit. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this is what the common podcast should have been. Because then episode. I think, I honestly think we would have gotten Every more views. It's like we really, if we leaned into the gimmick, because I think the whole problem is that like we, uh, every the episode can be anything. It's just us yeah. talking, really. We don't really, the gimmick isn't should, really should we think that affects just the episode, talking you know? really like low toned and relaxing way do you think people would like that or do you think they would want to punch us in the face but maybe that's the point Ronald it will actually be funnier because then it'll make like if we do argue or debate it'll be like a I funny juxtaposition protest. it'll be a really good exercise in trying to find like synonyms and stuff <laughs> You know, on the fly, it's a very good. Uh, I'm actually better at improv when I'm doing yes. a character. Like, I, if I was just acting like me, I that that improvised bit would have been. No, like I, one I feel that. I, I get that when you're like when you find a, a a rhythm and a character to jump into. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Maybe I should do it. Maybe that's a D and D character. That that's just something I always struggle with is finding voices for like for characters for D&D really? and like but actually right there just immediately instinctively like a character who's just a little bit more sort of gentle and speaks slowly and uh, maybe has a stiff upper lip are you able to do any like voices that you try to do uh, I have or any of the brutish voice for the character I'm playing currently he is a lion as in a lion man and he's yeah I mean it's it's the brutes sounds like one Halo or, or the uh any any such bestial character. Um, that does seem like a voice that you default mm, to sometimes. I was doing... Very dramatic. I was doing a character before, and it, what really put me off was the voice. I just couldn't settle on a voice. So he, for the for the longest... Uh, hang on, he was... Uh, Ethan Winter. He was a sort of very posh character, and he was big and had, but had a way about him. And I couldn't commit to the voice properly, so he sort of later it became part of the story was that he was putting on a voice, and instead he became a sort of farmer, and he was he was from the he farmer. was from the um from the West Country here in in England where we all drove tractors. Okay, like switched. You know, um, yeah, no. 
it's funny how like some Americans just don't know that there are multi, you know many British accents, but like you can see the juxtaposition, like the the juxtaposition, like when you just like switched mid sentence to a different right, accent. Right. Yeah. It's very Thanks. cool. Yeah. I I usually default if I'm gonna do a voice for like a character in D and D or something. It's like I don't know, like some guy is very sneaky. Like oh, uh, he sounds like, like a sneaky kind of guy. Yeah. Like a snake guy. What's up, everybody? Just. Sneaking around, just being I, a sneaky, I, sneaky I snake. Actually, he sounds to me a little like uh, downtrodden. He sounds like he's like he's had a rough day at sneaking work, and he's like, yeah, he's he, he's you can empathize he, with him. You know, right. he goes home to an ungrateful partner, to like a kid that like he can't afford to keep raising. Like <laughs> he's struggling. <laughs> like deep down, he's a pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy, but like times have been tough. The world does not. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I want to do. I want to do. I was watching. Uh, what's it? Um, critical Role, I suppose. Yeah, no, Dimension Twenty. I was watching Dimension Twenty, and there's this sort of big pirate character, and I really want to do a big pirate voice at some point. That was Whoa, really good. He's, he's got this real gumption about him, and I want to do a voice a character like that because I think it would be brilliant. But I just, I would just feel like stealing, even though it's like the most generic. Pirate voice there is. What? <laughs> Stealing a pirate voice. Who copyrighted pirate voice? <laughs> Captain Greybeard of the... I mean, that's, a hard, that's again, the most generic name I could think of. Captain Greybeard of the Sea Shanty, which is the name of the ship where they have sea shanties, but no more sea shanties were on any other ship than there were on the sea shanty, hence... What are we? We're talking about food. To, no, we're going to talk about the DLC, right? <laughs> yeah, we should talk we're about that. We're setting first. sail to the land of Kitsukame. Is that right? Did I say that right? I don't know. I don't remember it. If I read it, I it's would know. The, it's like a <laughs> Japanese-inspired sub-region for the first DLC for the Teal Mask, yeah. which is pretty cool. I think. When I reacted, I'm like, "Wow, finally, uh, um, like a Japanese countryside." Location and then everybody's like, "Yeah, but we already have a bunch of Japanese regions." That's not what I mean. Mm. I mean like, o- like open world style Japanese modern countryside, not like Hoenn remake. I'm talking about like it feels like very way more immersive, not like Pokemon yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Like, um, so that would be really cool if it because I've always <laughs> just wanted to have a mo- like a open world like almost like Yokai Watch style location in Pokemon. That in an open world Pokemon, because I guess all the open world that we have is Spain and then old Japan. I want modern Japan. Yeah, actually, that's Pokemon. true. I think that's very true. I guess they've not had the opportunity to to create that yet. How did you feel looking at the kind of the Mons and the just just generally like yeah. the you know DLC in two parts, all that jazz? Big fan of uh, Ogi Dogi. Yeah. Um, the bird's pretty. I think everybody like you know. Nobody hates the bird. No, sure. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm definitely not a hater of the monkey. Uh, people are overreacted to Have the monkey. They? I think people really, people hated the monkey. Do you know what? I've been so busy. I don't think I know anyone's take on these Pokemon. I this is the yeah. first time I'm hearing somebody else's opinion on these Pokemon. I thought they were cool enough. I didn't think bad. I didn't think amazing. I just went, yeah, right, yeah, they look cool. <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah, uh, I'm yeah, I'm okay with. The, I'd say the monkeys like a six out of ten, birds like a seven out of ten, dogs like an eight out of ten, for me. And then the mm, yeah. the ogre 
little ogre kid. I like I like those kind of mythicals. He's green. I love the colors of him. Um, I like the concept, and we'll see what the face looks like. I think if I see the face, I will. It'll jump a point. So, are, right we, now, are we working under the assumption that these are all probably part dark type? I want them to be, but they're supposed to be heroes. But they're probably like tricky yeah. heroes. Like they do some tricks. Because my thinking is that like, and it, it's frustrating, obviously, because Japan and China are not the same thing. The but the ruinous quartet are all part dark type legendaries from a mysterious oh, yeah. eastern region that we are just like we've literally just had them in Paldea and now we've got this DLC where we're going to this place where it looks like there's a bunch of dark type Pokemon and I'm like I know one's more Chinese in origin but one's Chinese in origin and one's Japanese but like they're all of these dark type Pokemon and the eastern influences I don't think this is where the ruinous quartet is so? from I don't think so at all um, but I it could be, but I don't think it'll. No, it can't. This is explicitly Japanese, and they're explicitly Chinese. Do you not think Pokemon would uh, mix like that in terms of the legendaries? They could, but then why didn't they? Why didn't they just make them Japanese? Mm, like, <laughs> like they could have. Um, but I think per, instead of dark type, maybe they're all fighting type, and then only Ogidogi is like d- dark fighting. I could see that. I, the coloration, flying fighting, psychic fighting, the coloration of them to me. And the fact that they're in a set of three sort of suggests that they are this region's equivalent of starters. Even if they're legendary, they're like, Poipal is the starter for, like... But then I suppose Poipal's poison, dragon, and that, like... So, I don't know. Maybe not. It's just, one's green, one's blue, and one's orange. Do you know what I mean? Like, And it's like, mm, it feels a little bit... Is this Is this a starter thing? The primary colors that are just normal... I think it's more crimson than orange. Sure, but but then to to, to have all three of them as well, like, as part of a trio, and they're all quite ordinary-ish creatures, at least a dog, a bat, a bird, and a a monkey, and like... Well, they're based uh, on the Momotaro... (laughs) Story, yeah. Story, and they're basically the sidekicks of Momotaro, so it's like... I guess because they're just uh, these myths that... Japanese people know mm. about and then you apply you know primary colors to them it's just like mm. these, these are our representation of them and I, I, I don't think know. The, we'll the teal mask is like because it's got the crystals in it I think it's like it stole the power of terastalizing from Paldea and bought it like aboard abroad to this region and it's causing mm. issues that's what I think is happening that would be my only pretty much only guess for the story how do you steal that? The power of crash. <laughs> How do you steal? Well, if you're a legendary life. Pokemon, you know they've all got different sort of powers and ways of of doing stuff. Um, yeah. I I mean, I'm getting these vibes of like this ogre is actually not bad guy, and you befriend him, and he's actually a pretty yeah. cool guy, and he's not gonna be dark type; he's gonna be fairy type, like grass fairy. Because we can't have another grass dark, you know, revealed mythical or whatever. Or it's not can't mythical, we? <laughs> We can. We can easily 100% have. I mean, we have also uh, uh, already more chance. I suspect it'll have like, two... Four. There's the image of it that's on the... um, Like, the wooden board looks a little bit different to how it looks in the... in Like, in its model. They look slightly different. I wonder if it's got, like, a, a natural form without the mask, and then it's got, like, when it puts the mask on, it transforms into something a little bit more ogre-ish and... That would uh, be... Cool. ...oni-ish, I suppose. But that would be my thing. I mean, what do you think of the... What do you make of the turtle? Oh, I love the turtle. Turtle, I like. I always like Pokemon that are 
beautiful and also like not menacing but like you can tell that they're important and like aren't just a beautiful pokemon and, and pretty and like, i like imposing and beautiful pokemon at the same time yeah can i give you my um cool bit of lore that they apps like this is one of those this is one of those quintessential toby theory things where no one at game freak ever th- had this conversation but it also makes like a weird amount of sense no so food mm. uh i like i like my favorite food is no, no it's fine i'll tell you what i did talk about it in my latest video so people can just go and watch that let's talk about food yeah, actually that's do that. That's, that's a cheap plug. Do, do you actually, I actually prefer would. that? Go watch my latest video. It's like the last minute. But wait till you're done listening to the podcast because we're having a good time here. I mean, if you're doing that, I might as well plug my no, latest video we're talking too. Didn't about do as well food. as I wanted we're to. We're talking about food. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Plugs only work if they're organic. If you're going to start like just plugging <laughs> any old thing, it's the, that's just awful. <laughs> um, It is odd that we're taking a field trip all the way to Japan. But... Yeah. I love, I always love the whole trope of like field trip and the idea of like, oh, which teacher is, which teachers go along with the field trip, you know? <gasps> yeah. As chaperones. So it'll be so cool to be like, oh, it's going to be Dendra and, and Miriam. And then and we can then, go on a date, we can go on like a date with ha- Ryfort, like for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Ryfort's going to be like very protective. He's like, oh, don't move, don't go too far. No, like, don't worry, Ms. Ryfort. Like, oh my God. I'm hang out. It's cool. It- <laughs> Oh wait, not Ryford. Ryford, she's not gonna care. I was thinking of what's his name? What's the buff guy? Oh, I know who you mean. I don't know his name. I can't remember his name. But the buff guy, he's we can gonna go protect with both of them. <laughs> if he can... she, the the she's gonna be like te- 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 teaching us about the history of everything that's going yeah. on. And Dendra's gonna be like, oh, let's go battle here in this battlefield. And then Miriam's the one patching up everybody who's mm. getting hurt. And then we'll we'll go we'll out see. to Santiago to dinner. Saguaro, Saguaro, go that's on. the guy. Take rifle out for dinner somewhere nice. Um, that is a hundred percent not happening. Miriam, though, perhaps. Yeah. What we do we should talk about dinner? dinner. Yeah, Tell we should me. talk about dinners and and um. We was there a cuisine when you came over to the UK that you were like? Because was there anything you tried here that you were like, I have to try that while I'm in the UK? It's an English thing. I can't remember. Like, kind of anything. All the things that you can think of, I or tr- relative like the big, the big three. I tr- tried. What was the big three? What's the big, big three, three of the British full cuisine? Full English breakfast. Definitely tried that. Right. I think we did that. Yeah, I was uh, right in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> like right across. This was from many you, moons ago. Table. Um, what are the other two big British fish, fish and, and chips, chips and a roast, a Sunday roast? We did, we did all do of those. those. Do you have a favorite? Uh, from those three. Uh, English breakfast honestly was perfect. Yeah, not per- perfect, but like, I, I like I get it's underrated, and I get yeah. why people like it. Well, um, and, and genuinely, been ages since I've yeah. had a full English breakfast. Now, probably last time I was with you, genuinely, but you know, really cool. It's it's just I love beans and beans on toast. I mean, beans with eggs. Oh my god, beans! Um, that's a meme. <laughs> she made beans. <laughs> um. I I mean we're there's some beans in my list. We're gonna talk. I made a whole list of food oh, yeah. like comfort food that everybody would know that I that is my favorite. But then a lot of like like let's say Middle Eastern Jewish food that you guys don't know or food from around the world that you may have not tried. Um, but fish and chips, like authentic fish and chips, delicious, f- but so heavy. At least for a person who's not used to eating a lot of fried sure, food, sure. so heavy. 
Um, no, I agree with that. And then, well, the Sunday roast. Sunday roast was like, it was like a Thanksgiving dinner, honestly. I, I prefer Thanksgiving dinner, but like, because I love stuffing and we, there was no stuffing in there. You should, traditionally, um, like, st- yeah, stuffing is more like the Christmas Sunday roast <laughs> or whatever. Got it. Um, but then, oh, chicken tikka masala is probably also like big four. Mm. Okay. At least it's like, yeah, everybody talks about it there. Like it, every it, every restaurant. Yeah, it, it's. Did it surprise you that it's like everywhere in the UK is like curry? Is I mean, I guess you would have known, but like it didn't surprise because I knew I knew about this. But like, yeah, it's, that is probably the number one surprise, like surprising cuisine that for like a person who doesn't doesn't know about British cuisine. Um, how do you rate sushi? We'll talk. So we'll, we'll talk about food in general, sure. famous yeah. foods, and you guys, everybody in the chat will also probably get a chance to like learn a top, you know, learn our opinion on whatever fa- your favorite food is. But let's let me go. Let me go to my list. You want me to start off with uh, a food that you guys know of, or a food that you guys so don't know? Food we don't know of, right? Because all right, then I would be really impressed if I know it. There's. Basically, the Middle Eastern version of uh, like a tiny calzone or a hot pocket. It's not really a hot pocket. Sambusek. Okay? okay. It's actually, you know the word samosa? Yep. You know what a samosa is? So the Indian, it's basically, in the word samosa actually comes from sambusek. So sambuseks predate samosas. So I assume sambusek uh, also maybe predates empanadas. So think of I an empanada. I don't know what an empanada It's literally is. just a Middle Eastern. Okay, so that's what's funny. So this is actually a common thing that Americans forget. British people are not as much familiar with like Mexican food as Americans. Americans like Mexican food is like everybody knows every single and how to pronounce right. it. Even. Yeah, no, this you know? is true. I, I, well, I don't know. I, like I know obviously like burritos, uh, enchiladas, uh, and uh, tacos. And re- realistically, I don't know. It's not a common thing over here, I guess. Yeah, Spanish is underratedly a big part of um, American uh not dialect, but like... Sure, I mean, that makes sense. Lingo, perhaps. So, it's also the... Okay, remember we talked about how, like, uh, um, British people tend to uh, Anglicanize other words from different languages, while Americans at least try to somewhat (laughs) uh, pronounce it, even if it's wrong. Um, There's a a whole video I sent you, I don't know if you watched it, but make sure you check it out about the reason why. Which, again, it makes sense. America, you know, it's full of immigrants, so it's like... But we'll always default um, to, like, Spanish... Like, even when, like, let's say you're trying to pronounce uh, an American if who's not familiar with, like, let's say, Japanese. will try to pronounce a Japanese word. He'll probably give it, like, a, a a Spanish accent for no reason. Interesting. Like, whenever you're trying to, like, pronounce any language, for some reason, an American will, by mistake, like, read it as if it's they're okay. reading Spanish. Because that's, like, that's the foreign language that they're most uh, familiar with. Um, but whatever. So, my point is an empanada is basically just, like, a tiny calzone in, with the... Uh, Beef or but it's interesting you that you're saying calzone because when I think of a calzone, um, or, or, or um, when I think of a calzone, um, which I'm convinced is pronounced calzone because they're in Italian, right? Um, but calzone. When you're know, saying when you're saying perhaps. calzone and a samosa, I think of them as two different things, very far apart things. They're stuffed pastry bread. Not 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 bread yeah. pastry, and yes, I'm aware that the uh, the uh, empanadas aren't literally Mexican. They're yeah, Latin American, mm. South American, perhaps. But like, I mean, the the country that is closest to America that will bring in bring empanadas is Mexico. Okay. So like, in any Mexican restaurant, you will find empanadas. Um, 
But um, the point is that like Spanish food in general, Spanish Spanish or Latin food, because it's not literally from Spain, empanadas, I assume. But um, but um, what did you just say? So yeah, samosas are, I guess, way way tinier yeah, well, than a calzone, for the example. Main, that's the key <laughs> difference, and, I guess, that I would think. But of. my point is that sambusek, which is a Middle Eastern empanada, let's say, which is like a mini calzone, mm-hmm. Sambosas, like, that's the problem, that the closest to a sambusek would be an empanada, but you don't know what empanada is, so I have to say mini right, calzone, yeah, okay. basically. <laughs> um, they're all completely different. Each one is completely different. But, like, for example, how, you know, a, a ravioli is technically a dumpling, you know? Right, okay, and, sure. But, like, but, like, that's the closest I can say sec. to um, a ravioli. We definitely have this kind of thing. Like, you, you can get this kind of thing. It's not a common part of my diet at all. No. It's not something I would really think about. Um... It's Middle yeah. Eastern, so like it's not even common in America. But as a Middle Eastern Jew, so yeah, sambusik or sambusak or sambusa. It's a, you know every every country in the Middle East has a different. Nice. Like, for a lot of Middle Eastern food, they have a different name. for The it. pastry but looks closer I, to like. Um, is it phyllo pastry? Is that the right thing? Is it's no. not phyllo. That would be more close to another food okay. that we we're going to talk about. It's more like it's honestly really more close to an empanada. But the problem is, you don't know what empanada okay. is. Um, I'd say it's closer to, I guess the next close would be a calzone, really. Okay. It's not calzone. Calzone is like pizza dough, but like it's, but the closest would be pizza dough. You can make a, 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 a um, sambusa from pizza up dough an empanada. And they still look be considered amazing. Sambusa. Yeah. So sambusa, I literally had one right now. I literally had one for lunch. It's like every other Friday, maybe my mom nice. will make. It's, it's not like it's the best thing ever. It's literally just like like I said, an empanada or a calzone or or samosa. It's my version, my family's version of that, and I think those are underrated. I think those are. I love just tiny finger food that has everything inside of it, and it's not too messy, and you can just put it in your finger, put it in your mouth. Love those kind of stuff. Nice. And that's my point. And you should always, whatever country you live in, those should be a thing that you're eating regularly because they're this so is, easy to eat. This is gonna make um, me so hungry uh i know obviously you know but for those of you listening i'm on a i'm back on my keto diet and the variety of things i can eat is so limited that like we're talking about pastry and i'm just like i'm i'm getting so like i'm i'm salivating you're gonna hear me on the podcast like because i'm like so hungry for like something like that it looks so good didn't the pa- did I eat a pasty in you probably, yeah you probably in England like it was in front of you like you had a Cornish pasty yeah 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 that was like when we were with Luke like Luke was like I gotta yeah, try this yeah 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 um, that sounds about right and it was delicious it was delicious I think that is the closest to like an empanada yeah I, okay sure they taste really similar that makes sense. do you know this 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 critical piece of British culture which is a clip from the morning show uh, I think it's from the morning show or one of our morning like news shows which is the famous Italian chef uh, yeah I if love my him. grandmother had <laughs> wheels she'd have been a bike it's nothing like a carbonara <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like oh I've seen that clip at least it's like a crucial part of like British culture is like that clip <laughs> that Good. <laughs> that, that I and there's a clip of a little girl telling Nigel Farage, who is like uh, the leader of the racist party, saying, uh, coming on <laughs> and like, they, this is on a news show. She, this little like five year old girl, six year old girl, knights him. She's wearing like a, a queen a- outfit. And then just live on news says, My mummy says, you hate foreigners. And he goes, No, no, little girl, <laughs> you can't say that. Now that's naughty. <laughs> it's like, the most amazing clip. 
<laughs> Why is that hilarious? It's so funny. <laughs> but it's just like it's in the same vein. It's just like one of those clips that's like a like a a, a classic part of like British culture. <laughs> the one that's making the rounds nowadays that we're just normal yeah. men. <laughs> we're just innocent men. <laughs> <laughs> That I've seen a hundred times oh in the last my week, God. or last it's, month it's even. Brilliant. That is my it's, favorite one. Yes, that stuff. There's oh some weird God. stuff happens on the British television, and I don't. <laughs> We're just normal men. We're just innocent men. <laughs> We're just innocent men. <laughs> what do you mean, normal men? And then I saw. What's the name of that the character? But I saw or like the puppet. I've seen like a bunch of clips of it, like a whole compilation, like last week. Still, everything. I think that 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 character. I had an email from their like that company like five years ago Mm. asking me to be involved with something for that, and I had no idea who it was. And I was like, "You gonna pay me?" And they were like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "Okay, then don't worry." I I totally passed (laughs) up the opportunity. It could have been me who was a normal man, an innocent man, but no. Not, not anymore. anymore. It might not have even been that character. It was a character. I don't remember who. Wait, so is BBC Kids a thing? Yeah, so there's, there's BBC, which is so that's the, the channel. British Broadcasting okay. uh, Company. And then there's uh, CBBC, which is the kids. Yeah. Oh, CBBC. Um, okay. And then I think there's like CBBs. Why C? For ch- children's British Broadcasting, yeah. Oh, children. I forgot children was a word. And then CBBs <laughs> because it's like CBBs, I guess, on TV. I don't know. But that's for like the toddlers, I guess. Um I, I wish there was, like, another station for, like, oh, wow, that's going to sound so bad. Like, when you get older, I don't mean, like, in a pervy way. I mean, like, in a once you're more, like, um, zoned out and um, <laughs> jaded from the world. Like, a different news. They they should keep on making news stations for different ages, just depending on where you're at emotionally. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just, like... But like, Every 10 years, you watch a different broadcasting station because you're just at a different point in life. I'm just trying to figure out why you thought it would sound pervy. What would sound pervy about what you said? If you're doing it by age, then I guess the broadcasting thing that's up from that would be like a like a over 18s only kind of thing. And that's not what I was going oh. for. I was going for like a... 18 plus news, but isn't that what the news is right now? It's just what the news is. But I was going for more like a... <laughs> the over 18s, and then there's like the over 25 news, which is like when you're just like a different... like <laughs> When your brain is fully developed yeah, yeah, and you can yeah. handle it. <laughs> and then there's like the over 40s news, which is like news for people who's just kind of tired of this. <laughs> so when we were on Nickelodeon, at least in America, there was like... Some it was like a monthly news thing. I think it was like with Linda Ellerby. That's like the, this host where she like she would just talk about whatever the current top. It's just like one current topic. Let's say it was nine eleven. That month they would talk about nine eleven. <laughs> That's a very like, specific month to call out. But yeah, okay. Because I don't know. I guess that was a special that like you can find online probably. I guess. But um, and it's like her just interviewing the, kids. The and word how they feel about whatever special sounds happening. wrong for that, but I understand what you mean. <laughs> I understand <laughs> the 9/11 special. No, yeah, I'm sure that. So, the, the sad thing is, in this world, someone didn't read the room, and absolutely, they did a special for that, and they didn't think to not call it that. In Disney Channel, like 
the bumper. You know, remember we talk about yeah, how yeah, they have bumpers yeah. between the shows and like the, with the like the, the child actors just talking about something, whatever. So like a, like a year after nine eleven, they had a bunch of bumpers with those kids. What and just talking was, about how they were doing and feeling and how nine eleven affected yeah. them. But I don't think they actually said nine eleven. They would say like what happened mm. in September. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's like remember like I mean it's it's like. People during World War after World War One calling the World War One like the Great War, but not World War One. So like I guess people called nine eleven something a little different, like a year after. They didn't call it nine eleven. They called it I think honestly they called, they just said September eleventh. Yeah, but then like now you say nine eleven is more popular than September September eleventh. I suppose. But most people said September eleventh back then. Mm. At least just within that year. After a year, then 9-11 makes I was definitely too... We have so detoured from food, which we're definitely going to get back to. Um, <laughs> from some from, from I don't know how we got here. This is a weird place for the podcast to be. I, I was definitely too young to... Obviously, too young at that time to comprehend, like, what was happening. Um, but my goodness, like, you go back now and, like, watch footage or, or, or watch documentaries, and it's, like, it's just harrowing. Absolutely harrowing. At the time, I just... I mean, I was a kid, like, and it's a news, and it's news about somewhere a world away, and it's it's not, doesn't even comprehend really. But like, uh, yeah, my my mom was in Manhattan when it was happening, so she was seeing it in real time. Like, she oh went to like the top of her building. Really? Uh, she was working. Yeah, and she. That's yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean that makes sense. You live <laughs> in New York, like that's hard. Just well, I didn't even think. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite food, Toby? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, let's just... Find me. Yeah, okay, so, um, my favorite food? I don't... I don't... I definitely don't have a favorite food. But what I've noticed, um, I don't know if I've mentioned lately, I'm on this keto diet. Uh, anyway, I've been writing food, like, that I crave for when I'm through this diet because that must be food that I like really, Mm. really want. And one of the key things that has come up, and I know there's two reasons that this has come up, um, but one of the key foods that I just love that I could sit here and eat forever, macarons. You give me macarons, I will- Wait, we're talking about macarons, like macarons, not macaroons, right? Wait, what are the difference between macarons and macaroons? Okay, just making sure. (laughs) Macaroons are the coconut. No, I don't like those. Macarons. I don't like coconuts, so- Oh, you don't like macarons? I don't really like coconuts. So, uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. But macarons, yeah. Uh, macarons on my list. Oh, that's, that's crazy. So wild. Dude, macarons on I, my list. The idea of macarons are like... I love like, macarons. I, I, but the thing is, I don't want one. I don't want three. I don't want six. I want like a dozen in a go. All different flavors. Okay, that's a little too many macarons. Not going to lie. That amazing. <laughs> this like the little, little, the little ones. The little... Yeah. The little pretty patties. But I know why. It's because last time I was doing this diet... That what what broke the diet was me going on holiday to Amsterdam last year, and they have them everywhere. And then actually, also last year, I went on a little road trip to France, and they had what was effectively like a a, a big macaron, so like the size of your hand, but like halfway through. But no, it was great because it was like half halfway through it, there was like a circle of raspberries on top of the cream, mm. and then like and it was like burgered in, and it was. Oh my god! Like I am just wow. I like it, it is the thing that when this diet is over, I'm going for. <laughs> the texture of a macaron is one is, is one Perfect. of the coolest things in the world. When you bite into it, the like the 
If you've never tried a macaron, yeah, it's on my list. I would re- recommend anybody. It's like one of my favorite pastries. It's a weird noise, um, but I genuinely feel that. It's like, wow. <laughs> my, my dad is, a, like I said, a wedding photographer, and I have to sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. tag along to be his videographer, or he'll just bring f- food from weddings home. But regardless, I do eat macarons more than the average person because you can get Amazing. some from weddings and stuff like that. I, I want, like, they. A variety as well. Like I don't want two of the same one. I want like yeah. a box of like twenty four completely different. And you can, yeah. There are so many flavors you can get with macarons. Like I, I feel like almost anything can be anything. Macaron. And like I want just all the best one. But you know, just your classic like raspberry or strawberry, blueberry. Any of that is lemon. It's all amazing. And I'm just like, why am I doing my, this to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? Um. But that is like that is the first thing that when I came on this diet I was like, once I'm off, <laughs> I'm going to war <laughs> with macarons. <laughs> I expect macarons aren't as unhealthy as you'd expect because it's just what it's, it's light as air. It's relatively light. It's just like a very thin. It's filling. like a, like a really tiny meringue, right? It's like a. It's like a yeah. It's a meringue. I do think. you do you have like a, a a snack food like that that is so Moorish that you're like, I just can't get enough of this. This is this is the one. <laughs> snack food, no, but like if we're talking about like something similar to a macaron, like a pastry that is also like mm-hmm. decadent, um, Ferrero Rocher. But you're not a hazelnut. Yeah, <laughs> this is and this is a blessing for Phoebe because you know when I'm not on my I don't know if I've mentioned oh, I'm on this keto diet. Um, when I'm not doing that, um. If there's sweet food in the house, I just go for it. But Ferrero is the Rocher is the one thing. Every like three years, I take a bite of one, and every time I go, oh, 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 it's disgusting. But uh-huh. so Phoebe can just have it and in the house, and I won't touch it. I won't go near it. She is lucky, yeah. honestly. But now ninety nine percent of people think Ferrero Rocher is. Oh yeah, bomb. people love that easy Christmas gift for basically everyone. It's just like buy a box of Ferrero Rocher. <sighs> it's it's just easy holiday gifts. It's so hazelnut really is my favorite like flavor for like a pastry or like chocolate or something like that i love hazelnut um i don't understand it's, i don't understand what one would not like about hazelnut because it's like such a like un, unoffen, inoffensive well, I guess flavor it's, it's an interesting it's thing because i guess flavor is one of those things that you it can't be psychological right it has to be physical taste buds but it's such a it's nothing it's not an extreme taste it's literally close to all those things that you do like like chocolate but 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 that is a difference, right? Which is why they're different things. And when we're talking about hazelnut, we're talking about hazelnut chocolate, basically. We're not talking about pure no, hazelnut. Sure. Like so, it's like it's just hazel it's chocolate with a hint of so hazelnut. I can like just about sort of bare Nutella. Sometimes I think Nutella's nice. Sometimes I'm like mm, no. But Nutella is literally for Rocher. Yeah, well, but this is it's like it. Sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. But it's like on the fence, and it really is like. I don't know. I wonder if whether the, what you taste is a psychological thing or like a physical thing. I really don't know. Um, do you know? It's based on it, it, b- both, but it's just experience. If if you if you're it is psychological because, like for example, if you just taste something that you're not expecting, you're not going like, to enjoy that, even if it is something that you would enjoy if you just were okay. expecting it. Um, but are you sure that you can't convince yourself to like a flavor? Do you think? Can. Yeah. I don't think it's taste buds is that you're asking but it is both physical and mental where it's like the physical is what's contributing to the mental 
maybe it's like the texture is off or like physically yeah maybe it does taste it, bad it might it be the i like, mean it might be the texture because like coconut is the other one where in certain conditions i'm fine with coconut but i couldn't like when you've got the coconut shavings involved really hate it really just i can't i don't like it at all um but like so for example i cook with coconut oil and that does taste you can yeah. taste it um but like it's fine it's in really low quantities it, so it's a weird one i really don't know but it and, and it there's not weird. many foods that i'm like that with it really is just like the the kind of the, the hazelnuts the coconuts uh yeah, wa- walnut surprising. i really don't like, like walnut um yeah but most most you like all right so here's what i don't understand not that i don't understand it's more like Nuts, again, don't have a strong flavor or anything. So I don't understand when you say, I really do not like walnut. Yeah, I'm not a big walnut guy either. But like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean that like you don't like I don't walnut. like the flavor of it. I don't like how it tastes in my mouth. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> that. That is like just it. It's the flavor must be stronger for me than it is for you, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe the little receptors in my in my tongue for that specific sensation are stronger or weaker or more sensitive. I, I genuinely don't know. This will probably literally be the last time I bring it up in the podcast, but do you think it's an autistic thing? It could be. I don't know. Texture is a big deal. Just being more sensitive to some kind of texture or taste? It really could be. Perhaps I, kind of I have thing? no idea. I, I don't know. There has to be some there ha- it, it, it can't all be psychological because when you eat like a like the like random every flavor beans you've got you know your equal chance of getting like a really nice flavor and you eat and you, like that's that's all got to be taste surely so there must just be some flavors that just people don't get on with and like oh, the, another food i don't like because people were talking about um sushi earlier is i don't like the green stuff so yeah i don't like wasabi I, I don't... Nobody likes wasabi. But they put it on <laughs> there, so wasabi. someone must like it. The wasabi that you're eating is, is just horseradish, and nobody no one likes, likes horseradish, horseradish, right? You're not eating... Like, well, I mean, people like... There are people like horseradish, but, like, it's more like... That That makes sense. You're, but why is your reaction to horseradish the same as Nutella? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nutella's that's what, like... That's what's no, odd. no, no. Like, Nutella's like... Uh, like, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Hazelnut is just like, I don't like it. That like hazelnut and wasabi, but then wasabi, I no, I dislike way more. Like wasabi is probably like the thing that Makes I. Sense. It's just an adverse reaction. It's like well, uh, I don't know why you would put that in. Yeah, your no, there's yeah. no reason. You put like a tiny bit to make it spicy. That's makes sense. But the, you, yeah, you don't. And it looks so deceptively like guacamole or <laughs> anything that you would want to put your food in. But you yeah. know, if sushi's next to it, you don't, you don't mess with that. <laughs> classic comedic situation <laughs> my next yeah. food is something you may have heard of a poke bowl uh okay no so it's a poke bowl and it's uh it's what you do is you and it is metallic, metallic. And you do not buy you don't eat them it. i did have a cake pop version which was amazing but uh oh, nice. it's a poke bowl okay i guess it sucks to be hawaii why what's going on in hawaii because they're eating poke oh <laughs> They're eating, they're eating poke. Uh, is that like uh, sushi? Poke, that's like no, it's like so. Poke is it, it probably came from Japan. Cold probably. fish, right? Kind of, probably. It's just yeah. raw fish. But um, poke bowl would be all the ingredients. 
So it's like raw fish on rice and then vegetables or and specifically a sauce, like a poke sauce. But like what I'm eating, let's say the Americanized version or the mainland or the from New York, the poke bowl that I'm eating is poke bowls. So it's like, you know, raw fish, a ton, everything that you can think of in a, in a sushi, in a bowl. I prefer that over sushi, even though I, I like sushi. I'm a big fan of sushi. But it's like I nowadays, the last two years, prefer poke bowls. I just a big, I'm a big rice bowl mm-hmm. guy. I like rice. Rice is, I mean, again, as a like a Middle Eastern guy, rice was a big deal in the you know in my family. That's I mm-hmm. eat more rice than bread. I would assume, um, at least throughout my life, like the average Asian. But like, so I prefer a rice bowl over anything else. And a poke bowl is technically a rice bowl. Yeah, I mean that kind of thing. I I, I tend to really like. I. I wouldn't not enjoy that. Um, the only thing is that, like, the only raw fish that I typically like to eat, like, cold is is salmon. Um, yeah, yeah, it's usually salmon or tuna. Yeah, I suppose it is. So I would probably enjoy yeah, them. Like I, I think. <laughs> I think I've probably eaten them at some point or another. Um, oh, so wait, what's your opinion on sushi? Oh, I like sushi. Sushi's great. Sushi's fine. So it's literally it tastes like sushi. It's literally I sushi. Think my only. <laughs> well. My only issue with sushi is obviously right now because um, I, I don't know if I mentioned I'm on this keto diet. I can't eat the rice, so I can only eat the. So at this point, it's just co- it's just salmon on its own, and there's never enough. So I unfortunately can't enjoy it right now. But yeah, that uh, sucks. Not eating yeah. rice sucks for you. What, why can't you eat rice? Uh, because of the because it's carbohydrates. Because you're on this. No, uh, I never. Diet? What, what's this diet called? I'm not on a diet. I'm. Why would you? Th- why would you think <laughs> that? That's weird. I can eat cauliflower. <laughs> I eat this cauliflower rice, which is just rice, but it's actually cauliflower that has been chopped up to look like rice. And that is a thing I can do. Does it fool you? Can you eat quinoa? Uh, I don't think so. No. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But you just can eat a big I steak. I a lot, a lot of meat at the moment, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Um, oh, I mean, did I tell you? I mean, I probably said this on the podcast like months ago, but like I really did get a cramp like that lasted like two months from all the meat I was eating in England. I was just not used to eating meat every single meal. Yeah, yeah, no, you did say that. Um and that obviously very surprising, you know, to me, but like makes sense, I guess. Thank God it went away. I, I thought feel it was the like last you in your family, the way you've spoken about food in the past, like you you have a really diverse uh load of foods and like Obviously, you've got your... Do you, do you make a lot of your own food? Do your parents make your food? Like... uh, Mostly, my, like, my dad loves to make food. So, yeah, I eat mostly a lot of meals with my dad, at least dinners. But, yeah, I mean, if breakfast and lunch is... I'm, I'm responsible for everything that goes in my mouth, pretty much. Uh, no one else... Like, like, occasionally, my brother will say, hey, we're doing something over at the house. Like, come on over, I'll make something. But um, typically, I'm responsible for every meal I'm eating. So... Um, and you know it's you get lazy day by day so so there's only a limited kind of pool of things that i end up eating um which is a bit of a shame mm. like i would love to if i ever get to come and stay and hang out with you i'm um, probably the one of the things i'm most excited about are all the different foods um that you're gonna eat yeah you'll definitely have a meal f- with my dad yeah my dad loves to make uh food so he'll make a variety of food and because of that i'm used to eating a variety of food but um but even then, like even if, like yeah, it's it's New York. There's a, every single cuisine you can think mm. of. But that's also you know London is like that too. So I don't know. I, obviously you know you have like you live in like a relatively mm. small town. So it's like it's not, what, 
a lot of that, different no, kinds it, of it's cuisines. it's really you know your typical takeouts are um chinese food uh indian food um there is actually a mexican place uh finally here which is amazing i, I love it. it uh it's so much there is a great a greek place which i am super excited about mm, because they like closed it. for a while and now they're back open and the moment again that i'm off keto that is exactly the kind of thing that I want to jump onto, uh, like Greek food is. I don't know. It's just just because, like, just because I am aware that I am quarter Greek makes me want to eat more Greek food. It's like, oh, I want to like find that out more sense. about that through food, which is kind of exciting. Um, but other than that, you know, it's your classic burgers, chips, whatever, or fries as you call them. I don't know what this is. No, we say French fries. <laughs> <laughs> um. What's crazy is that I really do think that food is the number one way to learn yep. about a culture. Makes sense. Or to at least empathize with it and, and just love it more. Because, I mean, yeah. Every, every, people have been saying this uh, for Someone age. put in chat something um, I just think you might be, find interesting. Uh, I'm a dietitian, nice. um, and there are RDs who, I don't know what that is, I guess dietitians, who specifically specialize in individuals with severe sensory and texture issues with food because it's common to have gaps in nutrition when diet is restrictive. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Thank you very much. Registered dietitian. I hope you do, you do talk to a dietitian if you're doing some kind of crazy diet like keto. Um, is, is it a common thing to chat to a dietitian? Do we... I don't know, really know any dietitians. I don't... That like... Yeah. I so watch... If you have healthcare, yeah. at least in America, you could talk to a dietitian. Okay. I no, I, I mean, I, my, my resources have mostly been the internet. Uh, online communities, videos of people who seem to know what they're talking about, but, you know, who knows? Uh, all I can say is I'm having massive success at the moment, and uh, I went to give blood the other day, and they were pretty happy with, with my blood. For free? Huh? For yeah. free you gave the Why? blood? Why? Do you think I should be charging? Yeah. That's oh. Capitalism. No. Well, it breeds innovation, I suppose, so... <laughs> Super yeah. blood. <laughs> Super for the blood. My blood is because I haven't had a specific... I don't know anything about Because my blood. I haven't had a specific... I've got the... Well, I know a lot about your blood because of the... But my, my blood, I've got the... I'm a rhesus negative, which is like the... It's the universal type. It means anyone can take it, basically. Oh, anyone wow. Anyone can have my blood um, and be good with it. Nice. But also... For free? No, Still? I'm going to charge specific people. But... Um, uh, there you go. But because I've not had a specific virus, uh, I learnt this last one was my nineteenth donation ever, and uh, I learnt that for the first time that they give my blood to babies because I haven't had a specific virus. <laughs> and like they, when they when they take your blood, they uh, test it to like see if you've had this virus or if it's ever been present in your body at any time. And because I haven't had it, a specific yeah, it's like a really virus, specific or- disease. Um, and they just check to see if you had it, and apparently I haven't had it. So my blood is like good for for newborns to to have if they need it. Baby is, blood, yeah. So they're all getting super powered by by my super blood. <laughs> all of a sudden, they all love. They're Pokemon. all like you're, you're you're wondering where all these Pokemon. I'm making my own viewers. It's <laughs> 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 part of the plan. <laughs> Speaking of blood, what's your second favorite food? Well, <laughs> let me just clean my fangs. Um, By the way, I'm not going in order. These aren't like my no, favorite foods. Like some music and Pokeball is not th- my favorite That's food. cool. Um, the, I mean, when I went to, again, to Amsterdam, there was this 
Uh, I, I guess I'm going to talk about it because it's more exciting than like the everyday foods, and I really don't have like True. favorite foods. Um, there are things like like ice cream and custard. I love these things, but like um, they used to have. Oh, no, they used to have in in Amsterdam, and I don't understand why we don't have it in London. They have these things called I think they're called like filos, um, and they're like a sort of like, you. No, so you like you walk in or Fibo or Filo. I don't know. What, they're like, but they're like these like fast food places where you walk in, and the wall is basically a giant heat, uh, like heated. It's a bunch of heated boxes, and inside each, the the chefs they'll come along and they put like little burgers and they put croquettes and they put these things into the heated sort of boxes and then you come in and you pay a dollar and the little door opens and you take out your burger and it's such a wonderful fast food idea it's like a vending machine for yeah it's effectively like a vending machine but for like hot food hmm. and they do croquettes and we don't really have cro- you can you can get them but like it's not like a common part of british culture to eat croquettes like breaded i'm looking at pictures of them right now these vending machine restaurants. Yeah, and you just walk in and... Phoebe, Fee- thank you. Uh, yeah, right, that makes sense, because I went with Phoebe and I took a picture of her under the Phoebe sign with, like, <laughs> half of this croquette in her mouth. She's very dainty and delicate about it. It was wonderful. Um, that is to say, it was everywhere. But these croquettes were amazing. I'm looking at the croquettes specifically. They were amazing. Too. Deep fried... And then just like any combination of stuff in there, like potato and onion or, or, or sausage or whatever... And I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were the best thing. I don't understand why we... Yeah, don't that sounds have, like, I don't understand how that hasn't rooted itself in other... Or certainly not in London. Like, that is not something I see commonly. Xenophobia. For Amsterdam? But I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who who's chairman of the xenophobia... Cl- well, I guess Nigel Farage, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dude, you're really quick. How do you do that? How do you come up with those in, You know, I'm always thinking about Nigel. <laughs> and that clip. No, that's... Uh, yeah, any unique gimmicky that isn't expensive kind of... Mm. Do you, do you, is that a thing, croquettes well. in America, that you would have, like... Would you have that regularly, or...? I assume they are a thing, but that's not a regular thing. No, that's not a American Would you see that thing. out in New York, like, a, like something like that? Mm. No, you could probably find yeah. it in New York, but no, it is not a that, That's the case with, like, London, too. Like, any food, you, you can find it. It's there. It's just, like... Yeah. Is it a popular part of the culture that's been adopted, or is it just, like, there's... You know, that's one street in London or that one street in New York that everyone does that one thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a big, very popular in Japan. Oh, really? A lot of anime have mentioned croquettes, but no, not, in, not in, at least New York. Maybe in the south. What about you? Know. What about other other foods? I'm I'm kind of like there's really not that much on my my food list. Good. Um, and we got to generate a Pokemon soon, so to eat. Oh, it would be awesome if it's a food Pokemon. Baklava. Yep. Big, f- my number one favorite dessert as of like two years ago. I'd say. Obviously, I've tried it a billion times like before that, but it's just like after two years ago, I think I realized it was my favorite like dessert, mm. like just fresh hot baklava. Oh my god. And a lot of the food that are here, or at least that I, a lot of the Middle Eastern food that I tried have originated in the Ottoman Empire, um, and therefore Turkey. So I just, a lot of my favorite foods are just Turkish, yeah. randomly. I can, I can vibe with that for sure. Uh, if you don't know what a baklava is, I guess, is it filo though? I think 
so. I wouldn't know uh, let's say, enough. It's not flaky. Very thin, papery dough layered on top of each other uh, with a layer of some kind of nut, usually pistachio mm. or almond, and drizzled or drenched in uh, syrup. Mm, beautiful. Oh, my You're God. You're saying all the right words right now. It really is. The, like, the, the number one food that makes the, me the react syrup, like that. Like, the, the oh, my God. Bit- is what makes it a little bit too sickly for me sometimes. But like, you, I guess sometimes. you wouldn't, it's not the kind of thing you would sit and eat in large quantities. It, it really is a, it really is a thing that, yeah, savor it. one extra bite and you can have like that. Like, like I said, I mentioned this in the last, in one of the podcasts and you said you don't have this, but like this, like f- sugar heartache. I actually know that like is a kind of food that would do reflux. that kind of thing. Yeah. That is the thing that yeah, probably. would do it where it's like, all of a sudden your chest hurts from too much sugar. Um, Oh, but yeah, right amount. You can go next if you want. Else. I got nothing else to talk about with you. I have a lot more, but I will go quickly so we can generate that Pokemon. Now, this is not like one of my favorite foods at all, but it's one that I don't understand why people don't eat more of, which is an Impossible Burger. Okay? Have you tried an Impossible what Burger? Is an Impossible Burger. It's definitely way more common in America than I assume in Europe. So it's getting more common. I think, for example, um, Burger King has Impossible okay. Burgers. A lot of restaurants have like vegetarian burgers, but specifically Impossible Burger is this you know vegetable based ground beef looking okay. thing, but it's not beef obviously. And you just make it in a patty shape, put it in a burger within the, the exact with the exact same ing- uh, ingredients and vegetables as a burger, and it tastes exactly like a burger. Obviously by itself, the patty if you like take a bite of the patty by itself, it, it won't taste like thing. a beef patty. But when it's in a burger, objectively, it tastes the exact same thing. And if it tastes, why not? It's healthier and it's more ethical. Why we, not just eat it impossible? Um, well, I don't know about ethical. Refer to episode 30. What was it? Uh, no, um, yeah, but I don't. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but I don't know about. Um, <laughs> I don't know um, about like specifically like as the brand impossible. Because that's the brand name, right? Impossible yeah, is a brand. We yeah. definitely have stuff so like that. Beyond Burger. In, there's all of the various UK restaurants. And, and and yeah, like, we'll sometimes just get the vegetarian option because genuinely, like, it, it's just a better taste uh, from McDonald's, certainly. Like, we actually really kind of like <laughs> the, the veggie burgers from there. I don't know if they're impossible or if they're beyond or whatever, but yeah. Like, a veggie burger is different than, like, a, an impossible or a possible beyond burger where it's like, veggie burgers are usually, like, you can see the veggies and it's, like, explicitly oh, a I veggie see burger. Mean. While impossible, impossible burgers um, are trying yes. to mask the fact that it is not. Yeah. You know? But, um, and I, since I only eat like kosher meat, I usually, I, do, I don't eat the, I almost always eat the vegetarian option sure. regardless in any fast food place. And I don't eat fast food in general, but when I do eat fast food, at least let's say from Burger King, it's either the fish or impossible, impossible burger. Cause like literally like, so a few days ago, I, my dad got like free impossible burger from an app or whatever. So he's like, let me go get it. They messed up the, the order. Okay. And and because of that, they actually gave him two free ones. Gave me one. And so I had an Impossible Burger. I bite into it. I eat almost all of it. Let's say 75% of the way through. My dad's like, Ron, have you noticed something weird? And I'm like, what? He's like, these are these are just normal meat, you know, beef. They by mistake gave us beef. <laughs> oh. Um, and you didn't notice. I'm like, and I didn't notice. And I'm like, but so then I realized, okay, if they beef tastes exactly like the impossible burger why am i eat why would i ever try beef yeah that makes sense so now i will never actually try and order i will never actually order a beef patty from burger king because 
it apparently tastes exactly like Impossible Burger. There you go. That makes sense. Um, and honestly, they should have. That was dangerous. Like, what if someone is allergic? Yeah, to I mean that, that that kind of that's obviously very reckless of them. But I'm glad it. Fe- yeah, but it was free. You, it was I, but re- it was because revelatory. it was free. I think. That, yeah, yeah, it was an experience. Mm. Um, I'll go quickly. Burekas. Okay, or Borek. Again, it's one of those Middle Eastern things where every different country has a different name. I assume it originated in Turkey, uh, just like almost every Middle Eastern food. Um, it's That is probably closest to like filo dough, but again, it's not filo dough. It's more like flaky okay. dough. Um, so if you look up Borekas, it's basically... Look up Borekas. <laughs> okay, I'll look, up I'll look that up right now. But it would be spelled Borek, so B-O-R-E-K. But in, for example, Ooh. Jewish... Like Middle Eastern Jewish bareks are called barekas, which is yeah, it's stuffed usually with spinach feta. That looks good. Either cheese, potato, sometimes beef. It's usually like not vegetarian stuff, so usually like potato. That looks really good. Um, Cheese is the best. It's yeah, Yeah, it's like I can imagine that with cheese. Do you know what's a thing that you would eat that has flaky dough? So I can describe what flaky dough a is. Thing I what's would eat flaky, flaky dough? dough. No, there's not a lot I would eat, but I know. What you, I, I mean, I know what you mean, and I'm looking at it, and I get exactly what you're talking about. But there's not a lot I would eat with. It's very close to in in Greek. They would have uh, in Greece is a uh, spanakopita, right? So I assume that, that that makes sense. Then it would come from Turkey, perhaps. But yeah, flaky dough with stuffed with cheese or potato or beef or anything. That is probably the number one like comfort food. It's I, I probably enjoy it more than uh, some busek, but it's less healthy. So you said the word comfort food. I wonder is there a uh, is there like a memory associated with this with this food? Yeah. So it's in any kind of like a Jewish like event, usually like a religious not a religious event. It's not like a religious food or anything. But yeah, Middle Eastern Jews eat it all the time. Usually in like a fancy like when it's like a fancy event. So it's like. Usually breakfast. It's like it's like it's not like a dinner food mm-hmm. or anything. It's like a brunch. I love brunch. So like any any brunch that I had as a kid ha, is had was like a core memory for me. So like and usually that would be at a brunch. Um, it was any actually at my bar brunch mitzvah. that has a kid. No, a, any brunch that I was. A oh, kid. okay, right. <laughs> any Whoa, brunch that I was like a, a different, kid. Like that's like a <laughs> the vampires are back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you brought a kid. Now this is gonna be a good brunch. <laughs> It's not filo though. though. It's All not right. filo though. It's it's it is the flaky idea dough. of like a flaky dough with like the little like the sesame seeds on top. Sesame uh, feta cheese. It's a puff pastry. Yeah, that looks amazing. Keep saying these um, words yeah. to me. So next, next everybody knows, and this is this is the number one comfort food. When I go to the diner, I order this grilled cheese with home fries and coleslaw. Do you know what home fries are? Uh, no. What determines the fries being from home? It's almost like baked beans, but it's instead of it's like you boil uh, not ba- baked beans, baked potatoes. <laughs> home fries are baked beans. <laughs> baked potato. It's you bake a you boil a potato, you dice it, you put it with uh, you know let's say salt and garlic or whatever, but onions and uh, use maybe oh, pepper, okay. and then you fry it, fry it, fry it on the These skillet. Good. Usually with eggs, usually with eggs or, or breakfast. Um, very, but very, yeah, grilled cheese with home fries and coleslaw. Uh, yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, they're nice. Exactly. They look good. So that that that's if I would go to a rest uh, no, to a diner, that's eighty percent of the time. That's what I get. I wouldn't think to. Yeah, I don't know that this would be my preference, but 
I like. What do you like with grilled cheese? Do you I like don't grilled eat cheese? Grilled cheese? No. Um, I guess. I like. Yeah. It technically is. Relatively I like American, a club but. sandwich, like a, a whole sequence of sandwiches that are with different. You know, it's like a super sandwich. A sandwich but, right? uh, yeah, but a club a sandwich thing. with fries yeah. is like. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, but that's more like if I was to say, you know, that's, that's like completely different. That's like, I would be like, oh, yeah, I love Subway's. I mean, I'll, I love a sub sandwich. I love, club? I love, a sa- I love sandwich, any sandwich stuffed with things and then fries, like you said. But like a club sandwich where you've got the toasted layers of bread, but then they're not even like, it's not like they're burnt toasted. They're just lightly toasted. Let me look specifically at a club sandwich. Okay. So club sandwich is yeah. huge. Because it's multiple layers, right? But it tastes the same as a one layer of that, and whatever mm, is in that one I, layer. Well, yes, but like also you're toasting the, like the bread is usually toasted and like. Yeah. I, I like that kind of thing. I, I love club sandwich, but I don't think the size is what I love about it. I just like the ingredients of a club yeah. sandwich. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Like I don't need it to be double layered. I don't think I've ever I eaten something that's double layered. Lied. I totally have another thing. Fajitas. I love making fajitas. Love fajitas. So fajitas is on my list technically, yeah. but we'll talk well, about that. I yeah. I mean, I, I I just love making them. We had um, me, uh, my husband Dan and uh, Jake. We used to meet up every Thursday after school, um, or, uh, and we would have Thursday Geek Thursday, and we would play games, play some Yu Gi Oh, watch some Geek shows, Thursday. watch some Red vs Blue, whatever. And his mum would always just do for us fajitas. And so it would be like, you know, chicken, pepper, tomato. You know how fajitas work. You got the fajita seasoning. And it was it was never like, it wasn't like homemade fajita. It was more like, this is the seasoning, the specific brand out here that everyone sort of goes for. Um, and, and, the, and then, of, of course, the wraps. But then what I really liked over the years was getting as creative as I could with that. So we've done... We've done like um, shrimp fajitas, which are amazing. Yeah. Um, or we've done vegetarian option ones. I've tried it with beef as well, and like, yeah, I really like fajitas. Go on, what you slapped your head when I said not homemade, the store bought stuff, dude. It has nothing to do oh. with what you said, but I was I was definitely listening because I agree with everything you said because I love fajitas. But um, dude, we made a giant mm-hmm. mistake, but it could be corrected. We were not supposed to talk about food and characters today. That that was to, that was next week's oh, episode. It? What are we talking about today? Oh, we were just talking about DLC. <laughs> DLC, and then another thing that I think we will do in the first instead of food next time. <laughs> so we're not we don't have we don't have to talk about characters. Today. Oh, you're right. Right, we're doing something else today. Well, look, we've spent a really long time on food, and I think we should get to generate. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about on the in the food related, I think. Very quick, because because the rest you know, and I just will be like. Well, why why don't we? Why, 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 why don't we do the generate Pokemon? We'll talk more about the DLC stuff, and then we can move the other thing to the beginning of. I think we already talk about DLC. We'll move the, the, the that last we'll thing. Move yeah, that we're going to move that to to open up. Yeah, yeah. and then that actually w- works better. The surprise the thing. Surprise thing. And it actually works better. It does work. Yeah. With the so let's let's just we'll talk. Let's move. Yeah. Do whatever food thing you want to do next, and then hopefully we'll generate a Pokemon we can eat. You said this was like, uh, genuinely, because you were genuine. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> of course, you were genuine. Um. What, what's happening? Uh, what What are you saying? I don't right know what's now? happening. I just like the way. You, sometimes I like the way people say something, but. It's, <laughs> But you can't explain why they said that thing. It's just 
and I tried to explain why it sounded cool. Run, run, hit the stuff. restart button on yourself. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Come back online. <laughs> the next thing is brick oven pizza. Love me some brick Chill, oven yeah, pizza. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a place under the Brooklyn Bridge called uh, Grimaldi's, and it's also not like there's another place not under the bridge. But whenever there's a f- place, whenever 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 our, my family is like, let's do something special, we'll sometimes go to the brick oven pizza under the bridge. It's exactly where it's so it's Dumbo is where Nacreen City okay. is based on in Pokemon Black and White, and this literal location right under the bridge is, is exactly you know the when you're about to go onto the Sky Arrow Bridge, there's this like view yeah, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. Castellia. Like before you enter, there's like this like a uh, boardwalk uh-huh. almost yeah. like, with a bench. That's based. It's probably the most closest looking to its uh, origin and what cool. it's inspired by. But it's literally that location under the That's bridge, sick. which That's is like neat. this kind of like view. I will yeah, take it. Yeah. Like if you come to New York, I will take you, you to that location. That. It's the at night. It's the perfect view of the uh, Manhattan skyline. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So and that restaurant's right there, and it's good memories there. Then mac and cheese. Everybody likes mac and cheese. You like mac and cheese, right? Uh, yeah. So then that's. That's also the number one comfort food. Can't I will never I pass on macaroni and cheese. I like it enough. Uh, yeah, seems like it. Yeah, I'm not like stoked about. What's it. your macaroni uh, and cheese? Is mac because everybody has their macaroni and cheese. Uh, like what's cheese. the thing that you just won't pass on? Just, just cheese. cheese. <laughs> the macaroni is where I'm not so hot on it. So you are, are you a pasta guy? I'm pasta, yeah. So I tried. No, okay, I I'm tried last night guy. making huge this uh, keto pasta just for fun. Uh, and it was horrible. It was like cardboard. I like got rid of it. I, oh. I ended up eating the because I was gonna sprinkle it with like I, I chopped up some bacon and then put pasta sauce on the bacon, and then was gonna mix that in with the with the keto pasta because it was so horrible and I threw it away. Um, I just ended up eating a bowl of pasta sauce and <laughs> and and bacon a bit. It was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. But I didn't have time to make anything else. And it you're was on a really diet. sad. The Lindsay whole thing was sad. Sauce and bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Keto's weird. Um, but it makes sense. Uh, quickly. Um, <laughs> so the number one food that I would make myself that is easy, that's like also like it's like f- it's frozen food technically, is udon and spring rolls. So like there's this like udon from Costco with spring rolls from like Trader Joe's that, you know, just put in the oven, mm-hmm. put it, you know, cook the udon quickly on the stove. Beautiful. It's just banging, like banging Asian food right in my mouth. When I'm watching anime cool. at night after some, you know. So how do you spell udon? Because I typed O D O N and it's like a U D O N. Uh. It's like thick Japanese noodles. You have like soba noodles. Oh, you have, oh you yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm on board. That stuff's amazing. Udon's great. Okay, yeah, no, I'm totally on board. I think udon is my favorite of the of the three Japanese oh, this all noodles. Looks so good. Except not in the like not in the soup like I like ramen with udon noodles I don't I prefer just normal just ramen noodles, mm. uh, but yeah, although yakisoba so like so yakisoba another mm-hmm. Japanese noodle dish, so it's just so soba noodles I do love that is also another thing that I make if I don't have udon I will have yakisoba with spring rolls, regardless noodles with spring rolls that's like my default dinner if I don't have time to make other things. Last two things one is quick acai bowl. Do you try acai bowls? I don't, I, Have you tried I, acai bowls? Do you know what it is? I've heard the name. Why am I like questioning you like very quickly as if like 
You've done something um, wrong. Oh, what? Like, ooh. Ooh, that looks good. No, I've not eaten anything like this, or if I have, it's not in a long, long time. That looks amazing. Acai balls are this, like, quote-unquote super fruit sure. bowl, basically. It's like acai is a, is a berry, right? You crush it, you mash it, freeze it. It's basically, imagine, like, a smoothie, like, a thicker smoothie. With like a yogurt, right? Like, whatever. A, like a thick yogurt. It isn't, it's like, it isn't a yogurt, though. It really is just like a, it's just a berry, it's, it's a blended I see. berry. Oh, my goodness. It it really is a smoothie. It does that taste like a smoothie. really good. If you have a berry smoothie, it tastes like it. Um, so, it, berries with fruits on top, maybe coconut, honey, mm. strawberries, you know, blueberries. So, whenever I want to, it is my splurge food. Whenever I'm like, not down in the dumps, whenever, it's the opposite. Whenever I like, I deserve to treat myself. I will go get an acai bowl. Sucks that I don't usually do that during the winter because it's it's a cold smoothie dish kind of, and I don't want to eat that during the winter. And some and of this summer, looks like amazing. Ron's a good boy. Yeah, this looks really good. It's oh, the first time I had like an acai bowl from this place near me, relatively near me, it was like eighty degrees outside. I have not. Which is, I, don't I don't think. Very hot. I think this is safe to say this is a food I've never eaten, um, which would be amazing. So this I recommend, and that's why I'm bringing yeah. them up because I really do want everybody to to eat these things because I mean it's a, not an offensive thing if you like fruit smoothies you'll like this and if you like bowls of fruit oh, this looks like amazing this, this looks like something I would love yeah okay so what was the what was Great. the last food the last thing it was the last of the foods that you definitely don't know because it is a traditional Jewish food which is so in this is a European Jew food um, but all Jews eat it too and have their own they adopted it which is basically so Jews during the Sabbath on Saturday Orthodox Jews do not use electricity. Okay. Okay. So, in order to cook themselves nice Sunday lunches, they made cholent or chamin, which is basically you put beans, other vegetables, and usually barley or some kind of grain, usually potatoes and meat as well. All the hearty winter foods that you want to put in a bowl, you put that inside of a crock pot or a hot pot or what's it called? A slow cooker. Put that in a slow cooker. You turn it on before the Sabbath, before Shabbat. You turn it on. That way you don't aren't touching electricity on, sh- on Shabbat. And then you let it slow cook overnight. And then you have lunch for for Saturday. Um, without, it doesn't... You know, I won't lie. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it. It doesn't look very appealing. It's... I mean, the... It's a bowl of beans, meat, and grains. Mm. And it's hot. But it's like... It's... Interesting. I'm trying to think... Cholent. It, I it's bet like it tastes nice. Food I bet Jews. it tastes really nice, but it just visually it's a isn't. Stew. I mean, technically, it's like a stew, right? It's, yeah, it's nothing like it's, an acai bowl. Brown. <laughs> it's the opposite you know of I mean? that. Yeah. It's brown. It's because, it, but that's because it's beans and meat and potatoes and and barley. Mm. Of course, it's going to be brown. And also, you put an egg in there, and the egg becomes nice and boiled. But yeah, it's like it's like it's like when after like let's say a winter snowstorm, let's say you're shoveling snow on a Saturday morning for some reason and then you come inside and you eat this a bowl of this mm. god damn you feel like a king because you feel like you're just it's the most nutritious food ever I mean think of it grains fiber uh, protein it's like it's like a superfood almost it's like my super dish and that is I think it's a thing that you won't be able to it's not like you're going to be able to find this it's not like a samosa or a or a sambusak you know you're not going to be able to find this anywhere in London you have to actually go to a Jewish family on a you know Saturday, and perhaps, luckily, they will be, have made that. Um, perhaps we'll make it for you. I, w- but I would uh, be, no. Would I like, think I probably I give it. I'd give it a go. Like, don't get me wrong. I really, really would. Um, 
you would you would be able to still eat the individual parts if you don't like it together. You'd yeah. be able to eat the meat by itself or the beans by itself or the. We you know, really just it's, don't it's very have. Th- this is ha- genuinely has been one of my favorite parts about this podcast. Has been learning about um the the kind of various Jewish dishes and the things that you eat because it just sounds so vibrant and like so many options and and, and you know while those things are obviously true. I guess anywhere. I I don't feel really like I don't feel like I I don't feel like there were guidelines to our life that dictated our food in such a way that you guys have and uh changed the relationship to food. And and That's I'm true. just so fascinated by all these dishes. They sound amazing. They sound genuinely amazing. Glad to hear, Toby. Mm-hmm. Um I guess yeah, definitely it's less Jewish food is probably the least diverse because of all the restrictions. But it makes sense for like a British person to be like restrictions <laughs> breed creativity. Yeah, they, you're right. Exactly. Like I've re- that's why I love this whole Cholent yeah. story because like it came out of the whole thing where Jews can't you know use electricity or fire on yeah. the Sabbath. So it's no, I think that's I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, would you do me the honor generate of generating? Yeah, generate a Pokemon that uh, I might want to eat. A scrum diddly umptious Pokemon. Okay, here's what's funny. This is a Pokemon that for my entire life I thought looked delicious, but it's very much not a food that you would eat. I mean, it's not a food, but it's not an po- animal well, that you I'll would want to eat. I'll be the judge of that. Dustox. I always thought it looked like a watermelon. Oh, I see that. Or like a fruit. Like Yeah, I totally see that. It looks like a bit of like like pineapple almost in the middle, right? It's just, it looks like a fruit, like a generic candy fruit. I don't know what fruit. It's not really watermelon because it's green. Mm. No, I see what you mean. It's got that, that kind of like, yeah. if I had a bag of sweets, it would be dustox colored. It would have all of the various. Yeah. Bits. It's got the little jelly bean uh, legs. And then like, I feel like I, it, it, now you've said it in association with food and I'm looking at a picture of dustox. It, it's triggering a memory of um oh so for bugs life for when the movie came out there were these ice pops and in and the ice pops were like layered like red yellow green whatever you've probably seen that kind of thing but inside the ice pops there were little jelly bugs and like the combination of cold (laughs) but then like 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 an ice pop but then with jelly sweets inside really Mm. worked for me and i'm just now like retroactively very nostalgic but you've just taken me back to my garden in my childhood whatever year bugs life came out because like and I see that looking at Dustocks. I'll never look at Dustocks the same way I, again. I literally, since I saw it at age like six and seven, like I, that's the first really? thing I thought. I like this looks like candy or like a fruit. Um, so I'm You've glad we just changed Dustocks for me because I have always thought of Dustocks as just unappealing. And I think as by association yeah. with Beautifly, why would I ever want Dustocks? Beautifly is the same Pokemon, but way cooler. You have just changed this Pokemon for me, like literally like that. That's wild. That's crazy because it was not the opposite because I obviously, yeah, I think Beautify is more beautiful. But mm. I, whenever I wanted the actual Pokemon that I wanted in my team, I think I might use a Dustox like, now. I guess Poison. It just looked more like Poison and like just more dangerous, I guess. Mm. So I thought, oh, it's probably stronger, but it isn't. Um, although what's funny is that, be- but I had a Beautify like in my first playthrough uh, ever. So I think I was disappointed, but then I grew, grew to love it. To the little um, jelly bean legs. It is a beautiful butterfly. I think... No, you first. It'll be a tangent. So will mine. But it's related. So that's really awkward. Which tangent is stronger? Well, mine is going to lead on to DLC talk, so you do yours. 
mine is going to lead to introspective about the universe and oh that sounds way cooler let's do that so basically I, because of like Pokemon like uh-huh. Dustox, like literally since I was seven, I do like describe Pokemon sometimes as delicious. Okay. Okay. Like I like the color. Like so a lot of Pokemon will have like a color scheme that I think that is a very appetizing color scheme. Mm-hmm. If it was like as a candy or like a fruit drink or whatever. Like, like for example, anything that's aqua, like and like an aqua green is delicious to me. Like it could be like a, like a lot of people, at least in America, know um, what's the one from Taco Bell? They have. Anybody know what the drink from Taco Bell is that is aqua green? What is it called? No one knows. <laughs> now I have now we, now wait. we wait live on chat. Baja Blast! See, this is why we do it. This is why uh, we do it. We did Bye. it all for this reason. Baja Blast. So for example, anything that is colored like a Baja Blast, I'm like, that is delicious, even if it's a fictional creature. So, um, but I, but sometimes I describe Pokemon as as delicious in my videos, and people are weirded out. And then, especially so, for example, I had my four artists video where uh, other people design Pokemon with me, right? And they'll, and one time a Pokemon, uh, one of the artists made like a humanoid, almost mm-hmm. like furry kind of Pokemon, and I called it delicious, not because I thought it was attractive. But because it had a color scheme that I thought was delicious, and then there were a few comments in the chat were like, "This is disgusting." Ron is just drooling over these Pokemon. Why did like this is a very like misogynist? Like, because also I think it was like a feminine. Pokemon. Oh, I see. Like, look at the way they, they talk. This Ron is just like fulfilling some. But you were like, no, I want to. On I want artists. to literally. I want no, to I eat literally the Pokemon. Eat it. I see. Yeah. <laughs> and. It really is. I I hate how people don't give the benefit of the doubt to content creators. Whenever they're anytime a person makes an assumption on a content creator based on a video or a post, they they have to be right. And like the creator is, there is no alternative thing that the creator yeah. was thinking. And it's so it's like it really ruins, it really ruins life for you. <laughs> it doesn't ruin life for me. Ruins, I don't. It ruins care. life for me. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, no, I know what you mean, though. No, and it yeah. does bother me. That's a lie. That's I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, but like, yeah, like people would I, the the idea that people would listen to say this podcast and take something I've said, maybe a joke, maybe misunderstood it, or yeah, maybe I misunderstood describing the word delicious or something, and then go, I can't believe Toby thinks like that, and like it's way off base to what I was talking about. That would, yeah, that's frustrating but it's when it's way off base when it's way off base i'm usually the opposite i'm like you you're just like it's hilarious how wrong mm. you are but i hate it when it's like they make a they just spiral where it spirals out of control and this person could just like now ruin your reputation reputation or feels like that person can ruin your reputation based on assumption of the assumption. thing that you said i think most people on the internet are, are wise enough to wait what am i saying <laughs> what am I saying? What am I saying? We're all idiots. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I will stand with you, Ron. What was your tangent? Pokemon are delicious. I was going to tangent. I'll be honest. It was. It wasn't even like an interesting take or anything. It was more like I was going to talk about the dust stocks on Clara's head pin in the DLC last time, so that oh, we could yeah. get to the DLC. I didn't actually have a comment. But that's to why make I don't like speculating. It. That's why I hate speculating about stuff because like 80% of the time you're wrong. 90% of the time you're wrong. And it's like, but that's why we do it for the 10, for the 10%, for the 10% of the time. It, I don't think I've ever been correct. And when it was correct, it was something that was that's obvious. because you say dumb things. And if it's obvious, then why are we talking <laughs> about it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, I like the world speculation. What is you? I think it's fun. We technically already did. We, we, I don't know why we was with you in thinking that we didn't talk about the DLC enough. We talked about the okay, DLC. Okay, well then we'll just not talk about the DLC. We can. We didn't talk about the academy stuff. Like for example, that is also like mm. I'm a big fan of the school setting and uh, and I'm always excited for more like a mm. new school setting with new characters and I because I, I always want to see some kind of anime dynamic, um, some things you know some kind of. I love tropes, character. Tro- I don't love character mm. tropes, honestly. Not. I like, I like. No, I like character tropes. I don't like ch- characters that are entirely a trope, mm. unless they subvert it. But like, because I like three dimensional characters that actually aren't, maybe are based on a trope, but actually, yeah, you are revealed that they are way more deep and realistic, and we barely get that in Pokemon. I guess we got that with Arvin. Like Arvin, we all thought he was going to be the third rival that cares about. Yeah, yeah, they definitely food, like. Nothing. They're definitely getting we, better. I think they're getting better with their with their character work and that kind of thing. Um, so hopefully, yeah, the the four or the technically six new characters that we see in in the DLC, at least revealed so far, are cool. I like the designs a yeah, lot. Yeah, they all look cool. Like um, I got nothing bad to say about any of them. Um, did you like the art of like the, the at least specifically the the school the the, the second DLC they like that's big art that that's they made? the big the metal one right with the eight on the gate is that right the DLC about? the the school isn't it like a big that's not the art that I'm talking about which the, art are you talking about I'm talking about the art of the protagonists with their starter Pokemon versus oh these yes yes four yes, new yes, rival yes yes yeah they look cool the the four the stadium. I get elite four vibes you know I'm like oh these are gonna be some touch not top notch trainers yeah I like it it's just I don't know for some reason that was like one of my favorite like pieces yeah. of art in all of Pokemon they do um, really well you know they, they they drop some really nice artwork I remember they did some really nice artwork for Team Rainbow Rocket um when that came out True. um yeah they got some good artists working over there um. No, I'm looking forward to it. This was the food one. I liked the one where Toby and Ron talked about food for a long time. Are you all still feeling calm? Did you have a good time? Did you have a nice time? If you didn't, go eat one of the foods, the many foods we've spoken about today. Maybe bring some of that food to the next episode where we will talk about anime characters TV characters, anime terms, and of course, the resident generated Pokemon segment, where we will possibly generate for health and safety reasons. I must clarify that the food that you bring to the next podcast, please don't have it be the same food from this week's podcast, as food has an expiration date and it might be a little bit off a week later. Not honey, though. Honey safe. From the DLC? No, it's, it, 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 there's no expiration date for honey. Honey can last forever. You are aware of that, right? Oh, are we ending the podcast? I don't know. Oh. It's done. <laughs> but like, no, I didn't know that, actually. I didn't know that about honey. That's cool. It can last forever? Yeah. But, like, virtually. Mm-hmm.